Welcome to the Circle 31 Podcast. I'm your host, Ayana Robinson-Dixon. And on today's episode, I'll be speaking with Pastor Tiffany Bell. God has given Pastor Bell wisdom and insight as it relates to discipleship and ministering to the needs of those with church hurt. This was truly an impactful conversation, and I know you will be blessed. Here's my conversation with Pastor Tiffany Bell. I'm Pastor Tiffany Bell of Yielded Life Ministry. I'm located in Phoenix, Arizona, and God has called me to teach a nation how to yield truly and completely to his sovereign will. Pastor Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us today on the Circle 31 podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. There is so much that you have um, that would be such a blessing to our listeners, and I'm so looking forward to this conversation. One of the topics I'd really love for you to speak to us about is discipleship. Um, Can you tell us where your passion for discipleship came from? You know, I have to be honest. So when I came to the Lord, I I came to the Lord at 22 in, in fullness. And it was a group of women that really took me under their wing. You know, I didn't have that Christian grandma or dad to really sit and talk with. So it was these women that really let me walk with them and talk with them. And, you know, I learned so much. I I felt like Ruth in the field. Every time they would drop some nugget, some morsel of of good living, you know, I'd pick it up and I was just so blessed to be a part of that opportunity. And so for me, discipleship became very uh, innate. It was just something that you do. uh, And once you learn, why would you not want to share that with someone else? So that is, that is my heart. I love for people uh, to allow me to walk with them. I let people walk with me. And you know, Ayana, I have to tell you, in this generation of cancel culture, mm. what we have done is put a fear for discipleship. Wow. Ministers and pastors are terrified that you might see me in a moment, uh, you know, where I got uh, cobwebs in the corner somewhere, that maybe there's an area of my life I'm still working on, still still applying grace and mercy to, and you're going to cancel me. You're going to let everybody know I'm not perfect. And the enemy has really provided a way to cancel discipleship. Oh, Pastor Tiffany, you we have to stay there for just a second because I'm not sure that I had ever really been acutely aware of that tactic. Would you mind sharing a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So, you know, we'll have good and men and women of the faith, but no one, myself, not anyone who's listening is 100% perfect, right? The Bible says that, you know, uh, the outer man perish and, and you know, we're, we're being renewed day by day. We're peeling off like layers, if you will. And so all of my layers haven't hit the floor yet. So if you walk with me, you will see layers that will provide wisdom and knowledge and grace and mercy. But you may also see layers that are rough and, and about to be peeled off. And so that intimacy and exposure is is something that both the discipler and those being discipled share. And this is why, you know, God calls us to our disciples. God calls us. We all have different fish, right? We Mm -hmm. all got different sheep. And God calls us. And there's an intimacy in that. And what that means is you get to see me behind the veil. You get to see me off the platform. You get to see me with my family. You get to see me in my marriage. You know, and there may be things you go, wow, I wouldn't have done it that way. Well, Mm -hmm. you may be correct, 
You may be correct. And maybe it's that we're still going from glory to glory, just like everyone else. And so because this, this social media wave, if you will, and I love social media, I use it for ministry, but because it is so accessible, I always say that access leads to excess okay. because we don't know when to hush. And instead of telling the 99 things that a man or woman taught you in the Lord, we'll tell the one thing that they showed themselves at the Walmart parking lot because they couldn't find a spot. Right. Right. And instead of, and then when we do something, when we air, cause we do. And when we do, the first thing we do is, Oh God, put me under the shelter of your wings. Hide <laughs> me so that nobody, you know, be that place I can cleave to. But when a man or woman of God, you know, when, when they do something that we find less than beautiful, we immediately want to tell everybody. And we really align with the enemy in that area. Mm-hmm. And so what I have found is, is that there's men and women of God who go, I would love to walk with people. But people have in this generation, we have Dr. Google, we have professor, you know, all over the Internet. So we have biblical scholars who have never been discipled. And, yeah. and so what happens, what happens in that hour is it makes us unteachable, uncorrectable. You know, the Bible says the father chastised those he loves. And I can tell you right now, growing up in the church in South Carolina, there wasn't a church mama of any color, of any age that couldn't look at me and sit me down if she needed to. You know what I mean? Because I knew that if somebody loved me enough to speak into my life, especially in an area of, listen, it's no fun to tell somebody, hey, you're walking really good, but your mouth isn't walking right. You know, you're saying things that you're aligning with things you really don't want to. That's a hard thing to sit and tell someone. And so if we're doing it in love, you know, and I think the problem is, is that we don't really have that intimacy with the father. So now we don't trust the intimacy with the fivefold. We don't trust that the ministers and the ministries are really having that same intimacy. So if I don't have it, I don't think you got it. And now I don't want to be a part of being discipled because I can't trust you. I got church hurt. I can tell you right now, every bank institution I've ever banked with has hurt me more than the church. And guess what I do with my paycheck? It goes straight in the bank every time I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I've never went to a teller in the bank and said, I can't come back here because you didn't give me a lollipop and you weren't nice. Not one time. And so today I, I just want to encourage somebody. I, nobody had more church hurt than Jesus and nobody loved the church more than him. And so I, I want to say, you know, whatever your flaws are, embrace them, you know, put grace on them. But know that everybody else has them too. You know, everyone is walking out this thing uh, the best that they can. Pastor Tiffany, I'd like, I want to hover here for just a minute because I'd love for you to encourage those ministry leaders who have backed away from discipling because because they've been wounded. Sure. Um. And, you know, please encourage those ministers who are listening, who know they are called to love God's people. Um, But because of today's culture, because of cancel culture, because of just the, you know, um, you you spoke so beautifully about how um, the complexity of being vulnerable as a leader today. So if you wouldn't mind encouraging uh, ministry leaders right now. You know, the first thing I could say is this. 
be who you are on and off the platform. That way you never have to perform. You just live. And when people want to be a part of that, when they see something good in you, you know, the Bible talks about why would I hold anything back from good? You know, if a father on earth knows how to give a good gift, guys, we know how to give good gifts. We know how to instill the word. We know how to encourage. We know how to build up, but it's going to cost. And, and I'm going to be honest, as a part of the ministry, I have to tell you, if you're not ready to have your name smeared, you might not be ready to minister. Because kids talk back. And when we make sons and daughters, they talk back. And sometimes they don't talk correctly. But I have found that if you will love and love abundantly, just as the Lord has loved you, it'll all wash away. You know, not every son and daughter I have walked with uh, has honored well. And this is a generation in which we get an opportunity to teach honor. And one of those ways is by saying, hey, I made a room for you at my seat, at, at this table with me. Come sit with me. Come watch how I lead ministry. Come watch how I do my ministry calendar. Come watch how I do the ministry books. I've got nothing to hide. Let me teach you how we uh, go visit the sick or pray for the poor. You know, these are things that they can't learn anywhere else, guys. If the world was smart enough, and they don't do it as much today. But if you remember in school, Ayana, we used to have something called home economics. Yeah. And they teach us how to budget. They would teach us how to prepare a grocery list. They teach us how to cook a meal. Why? They were giving us daily instruction for living. That's called discipling. And that's what we need to get back to in the body. Hey, this is the daily way that a pastor walks. And for those that have been wounded, I listen, let the Lord kiss every bruise. Let him hug every hurt. Because I can tell you right now, wounds will come in ministry, but none of the wounds I have suffered have ever compared to the souls I have seen changed. Mm -hmm. None of them have ever made me just go, oh, I got to quit. I got to get out. Mm -hmm. And so what you got to do is sit yourself under his shadow and go, God, heal me first so that I can heal others. But if you have something that God has put in you and it can help this generation get closer to him, don't you dare let that die when you do. Disciple. Pastor Tiffany, what do you say to those who are um, attending a church service, they're attending church, um, but they're not planted, they're, they're not in a position where you can uh, parent them spiritually, they're not receiving that relationship. How does someone yeah. who is in leadership, how do you approach that situation where they're I don't want to say uh, orphaned, or uh, but it's right. kind, of, kind of like that spirit of they don't know how to receive a parent's love, and especially not from a spiritual perspective. It is so true. And you know, Ayana, this has been a fatherless generation. We've got mm -hmm. a lot of fathers back, okay? I myself had a father that went to prison when I was 13. Mm -hmm. So I know what it's like to almost uh, not want to be rebellious, but at the same time, not trusting that someone's going to stay. See, discipling means you're going to see all my mess. You're going to see every lie I've told. You're going to see everything I've broken, everything that's been broken in me. You're going to get a view. And so that is an intimate relational experience. So what I would say, if you have that person, uh, approach them much like you would, you know, my grandmother used to feed every stray cat in the neighborhood, no matter how much I fussed. And eventually she'd have those things where they would come and eat out of her hand. But it didn't start day one. It started by, I'm feeding you a little I'm giving you what you can handle. Maybe that's a word of encouragement. Maybe that's a, 
a blessing. Maybe you need a little help with the grocery bill. You know, maybe that's a saying, Hey, we're having a women's meeting. Would you like to come? I, I, I'd like you to sit with me, mm-hmm. you know, start using our voice. Let's be vulnerable. If we're the healed ones, if we're the whole ones, let's be the vulnerable ones. Hey, I'd like you to come sit with me. You know, I'm going to worship today. I noticed the way you worship last week. So powerful. Would you mind if I come sit with you? Goodness forbid I get off my royal uh, robe and I come and sit down with the sheep, yes, you know, and I sit with you. You know, Jesus, when I saw him, Ayana, he never, he never shied away. He never shooed them away. Mm-hmm. Even after they had uh, gathered in multitude and the disciples were running around crazy and going, how are we going to feed these folks? Let's send them home. Let's let them tell them, go home and get something. <laughs> Jesus says, it's too far. They got to eat right here. And so let's not look for the next book or the next preacher or the next prophet or the next televangelist. Let's not look for that to send our sheep to. Let's be the one that says, hey, I got something and I think I can feed you right here. Okay, Pastor Tiffany, can you give us a little um, background about how you came to the Lord yourself, your, your journey? With Christ? Oh, yeah. So, you know, originally the Lord spoke to me when I was about probably about 10 or 11 years old and the Lord had called me into ministry. Mm-hmm. Now, that's significant because I lived in the house of a backslidden pastor mm-hmm. uh, who became severe alcoholic and one of the biggest drug dealers in our state. Mm. I will tell you, I remember thinking that Jesus was pretty bold to come into that room, Mm. but there was a long walk between that 11 year old girl who got called and the 22 year old woman who finally yielded. And so a lot of life happened. But as I I went into a church, uh, Ayana, I had just told the Lord, you know what, God, this is it. I'm going to go into church one more time. And if you touch me, you do it. If you don't, I'll never come back. And I meant it. I totally meant it. I go into the church feeling so tough and like, you know, I get in there and within minutes, the Holy Spirit has broken every wall I had erected Mm. and I was washed in tears. And I remember the prayer leader asking me, she said, would you like to give your life to the Lord? And I thought to myself, Lord, it's messy. It's broken. It's so I'm embarrassed. I wish I had more to offer you. She said, if you'll give it to him, he'll take it. I gave him my life that night. That was uh, some uh, right at 25 years ago now. And I can tell you, this has been a journey that nothing in the world could have put me on but him. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, so grateful for that night of surrender. Wow, that is so beautiful. So how did you make it from South Carolina to Arizona? Oh, man, just <laughs> like every other woman, a pretty man. So, okay. <laughs> my, my, now, my now husband, my forever newlywed, um, had wrote a uh, book. It was, he's a two-time author. This was a second book. And he was looking for people to review his book online. And I just happened to see his post. And the Lord said, I want you to do that. And I gave every reason. I'm too busy. I'm too this. I'm too that. And the moment uh, we started working together, man, God started working in the middle. And so I've been out here a little over two years. Uh, together, we lead Yielded Life, which is a ministry that is just moving at a fast pace because we are relentless for souls. We want to see people change in this generation. Mm, that is beautiful. I'd love for our listeners to hear more about uh, Yielded Life and what you and your husband are doing together. I, I would love that. Um, you can always find our information at www.yieldedlife.org. So feel free to visit that site. Uh, we, we try to take social media by storm because that's where all the cool folks are. <laughs> but uh, you can find us on everything there. 
But I just want to say that our biggest mission right now, we are working in prisons. As a matter of fact, uh, even this evening, we're going into the women's prison. And so my husband's second book, Yielded the Posture of True Love, we are able, Ayana, to bless prisoners with a copy of that book. That book is hope. It talks about, you know, pretty much the prison is a state of mind, not a state of being. And so we teach people how to live free in an unfree place. And that's not something so uh, uncommon. There's been many of us over the years that have been in a place we didn't feel free. And yet God somehow lightened our heart. And so we, we have asked all the people in our world, if you'd like to support that, there's a way to support a book. Put it in a prisoner's hands right on that website I gave you. So we would love that. And uh, right now, we're just trying to go into all of the dark places that everybody else and anything good be there. That is so encouraging. Thank you both for everything that you're doing for the kingdom. That is so beautiful. Thank you as well. I just wanted to ask also, just, you know, as we've been talking, wanted to get your personal thoughts and um, about just being a ministry leader. What are some of the, the challenges that you've faced? And then also on the flip side of that, what are some of the most rewarding experiences that you've had as a ministry leader? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I mentioned between the call at 11 and the, the acceptance at 22, a lot of life yep. had happened. And so by then I had a four-year-old daughter. Um, I was well on my way to a divorce from a, a relationship I should have never been in. Uh, and so as a single woman in South Carolina, I planted a church. Uh, I, I partnered with another minister and his wife and planted a church. If any of you know anything about um certain mindsets and attitudes. Not everybody was in favor of a single divorced woman planning a church. Right. And yet God had called, mm -hmm. you know, and this is often the answer I, I've given Ayana. If he can use a murderer, if he can use the accusers, if he can use those that were stoning in the street, if he can use a prostitute to bring in the line of Jesus, surely he can use me. And so you know, I just want to tell somebody surely lives in your neighborhood. Surely he can use you. <laughs> Amen. And uh, all the excuses that uh, every stone that was thrown at me, I now have polished him and I use him to, to stand up on and give his word. And so I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Ministry has hurt, but Jesus never did. Mm. And so my, my thing is, if I could say anything to this generation of ministers, I, I preach a message, Ayana, and you know, I'm very Southern, so you'll hear it. But the message is called Hush Your Noise. And what that means is stop your complaining. It is an honor to carry this cross. He could have picked anybody, but he picked us. Yeah. He could have done it any other way, but he chose me. And so in that choosing, I am honored. There are tables that I still don't have a seat at. And you know what? That is fine because my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. And that is it. You know, know who you are in him. Never forget his love for you. You know, if God goes out and heals the nation through your ministry, praise God. Mm -hmm. You know, if he goes out and only one soul is saved through your ministry, praise God. What is the value of a soul? Obviously, it's a lot because everybody's fighting over it. Mm -hmm. So I just want to say, be encouraged in the Lord. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, stay fresh, stay on fire. One of the things God has spoken to me, and I'll say this uh, very quickly, is the Lord once told me, he said, would you feed my people? And I said, of course I would. And he goes, don't feed them stale bread. My, my, my. Listen to me. Go, go stay under the spout where the glory comes out. Right. And know what they say, mm -hmm. stay under that place where the fresh fire is coming so that you always know the fresh news from heaven. 
No news station is going to give to you what he's going to give to you. It's an on-time report. And so just stay in that place so that you can give your sheep the most accurate on-fire information so that they can be encouraged waiting on him as you can. In the minutes that we have left, I wanted to ask you to address two groups of people. I'd like okay. to talk to the person who perhaps has experienced church hurt, but they are interested in being discipled. Yeah. Um, and then I also would like you to speak to someone who knows they are called to live to live vulnerably in front of others yeah. so they can see the light of Christ shine through the cracks of their lives. Could you encourage yeah. those two groups of people, please? Yeah, you know, I think I would say to the one who's like, gosh, I've been through so much, Pastor, if you only knew. You know, I so understand that. There are things that I don't have time to tell you about I've been through on this show. But I can tell you this. Uh, the best advice I ever got was, baby, come home. Mm -hmm. Come home. Let somebody love you back to life. Don't let everybody. Okay? See, discipleship is intimate. And so what will happen in that, that mentorship place Pray, ask God, God, and if you're a woman, look for a woman, you know, find a woman that you can be so in her inner workings because it is personal, right? You know, and it is a lot of alone time. So you, you don't want to give any footing for an enemy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now get on in there and find you a woman and ask God, hey, if there's a woman at the church that you think, wow, this woman walks virtuously, begin to pray, God, put me on her heart. Mm -hmm. And if it's, you know, let her come my way and then have that conversation and just say, hey, listen. Do you have the time? That's critical. Do you have the time to disciple some me? You know, I'm walking through some things mm -hmm. because I'm telling you, if you think discipling is going to be a five minute once a week issue, you might as well not start it because that's not, you know, that's the difference in tipping and tithing. It's just not. Mm -hmm. You've got to invest if you want to see a harvest. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a farmer plant a seed and come back six months later and hope something happened. Right. You got to water, you got to prune. And so be invested in that. You know, for those out there that they they had a passion for discipling and man, it just seemed like everything in the world turned. You know, it only takes one bitter son or daughter to hurt you bad. Yeah, it does, because it is so intimate. We we don't often understand that that relationship. And so their words affect us just like our words affect them. God has opened up that kind of avenue between us. And so what I would say is forgive them. Understand that they spoke on the level of healing they were on. Mm. And so if they spoke ill, they're still ill. My goodness. Love them. Because, you know, look, here, we were sent by the great physician. We are ministers of reconciliation. And if it's not reconciled, don't stop ministering. Okay? Don't put your mouth on it. Don't, don't help the enemy tear up what you planted. You know, I don't care what they said or what they did. Love them right where they're at. But don't stop there. Unfortunately, we, so many have actually experienced physical child loss in the real world. And guess what they do? They allow the healing to come and they eventually have another baby, God willing. So don't stop there. God has something for you and what he's placed in you. He wants to place in others. And it's going to come through that impartation and that visitation of your wisdom, your knowledge, and more than anything, your love. Pastor, where can our listeners find you on social media? Yeah. So you can find our ministry page on Facebook at Yielded Life. Also on YouTube at Yielded Life. We would love you to come and subscribe. You can find us um, 
all over uh, Instagram and TikTok. Uh, I am at Tiffany Bell Official. My husband is at Howard Bell Official. We would love for you to come and follow our journey there. Uh, if you throw a stone hard, you will Google us and find us and we hope you do. <laughs> and um, I have um, in front of me one a passage of scripture that you <clears throat> shared was one of your or is your favorite scripture. Um, mm -hmm. It's First Corinthians chapter nine, verses 19 through 23 from the message. Do you mind if I read that? Please. Pretty close. It says, even though I am free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people, religious, non-religious, meticulous moralists, loose living immoralists, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. It didn't take on their way of life. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become mm -hmm. just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. I did all this because of the message. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted mm -hmm. to be in on it. Would you mind as we uh, close our time today, just to speak on what that, what those verses mean to you? Oh man, you know what? I have had such opportunity in this life to wrap my arms around the burnout pastor and the broken down prostitute. And you know what I found that their need was? It was all the same hope, love, Jesus, understanding. It was all the same. And so what I have tried to do is be all things to all men that by doing so I could win some. I'm not going to win them all, but I'm going to win my some. Mm. You know, and if I get lucky, if I get lucky, I might pick up somebody else's they don't want to. So uh, that's my heart. My heart is, is it's much the heart of a missionary. You know, me and my husband, we really feel like what we do is missional work. You know, going into prisons, going into rehab centers, going into huge CEO business rooms. Everyone has a need. And if you'll humble yourself, you'll figure out what it is and you'll be able to lead them to the Lord. This has just been such a fruitful uh, conversation, Pastor Tiffany. I'm so grateful that, you know, God connected us. Um, thank you so much for sharing your gems and your insight. And we appreciate you being a guest on the Circle 31 podcast. Thank you so much. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you for allowing me a small voice on a great show. I just pray the Lord uh, just takes the airways by storm and does it for his glory and your story. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate it. If today's episode was a blessing to you, visit our website at circle31internationalwomensministry.org to follow our podcast, listen to past episodes, and to read our blog. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Thank you for joining us today.